Welcome back, everyone, to True Crime on Easy Street. It's such a beautiful day on Easy Street. We're doing this a day early. It's Sunday today. Normally, we do this on Monday, but today we're doing it on Sunday. It's really cold outside, but it's beautiful outside. We're in our new location where we record about uh, how many feet from the dance floor. Let's go 40. 40 feet from the dance (laughs) floor at Easy Street Restaurant Bar. I can see the building. Yes, I can see the building. From this room. Uh, my name is Kelly Turner. I'm not a doctor. My name is Scott Wright. I am a mediocre journalist. And I'm Katie Givens, and I'm not a lawyer. And we are so excited. Can you hear the excitement in my You're voice? You're always excited. I can't wait for the exciting conclusion of today's case. It's going to be such a ride. But before we do that, yeah. we just have a few things that we need to talk about. First and foremost, as I understand it, there seems to be a trend, a growing trend out there. Okay, where our listeners put us on slow speed and listen to us. In fact, the first listener to do that uh-huh. was Caitlin Jolly Gossett, mm-hmm. who sent Hello. us that about a month ago. She has been actually a, a live guest on our show, and she, she pulled me over. I was walking across the parking lot uh, a few weeks ago, and she was uh, waiting in line in her car to pay her water bill. And she said, Scott, come here. You've got to hear this. <laughs> And so she reaches across her car with the passenger side window rolled down and hands me her phone. And it is the three of us speaking on what I can only describe as drunk speed. It's a very slow speed and we sound wasted. More than normal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And she thought that that was hilarious and I agreed and I played it for you guys. And we are all in agreement that Caitlin uh, found gym there, but we're not going to try to do that on purpose. We just do it by accident. No, but but what I will say is I did record a few things and sent it to you guys, and, and it, I enjoyed an evening of that. Why when, are you pretending to do it right now? It's hilarious. You're doing, I'm, you're I'm doing not, it now. <laughs> Little does she know, if I have one too many, I just can't shut up, and I talk really fast. <laughs> Right. I go the opposite way. That's going to be a challenge for Caitlin the next time uh, that comes up on her phone. So do we appreciate that. you pointing that out. To us, yeah, Caitlin. we do. Thank you, Caitlin. So those of you listening, record a segment of us on half speed. I think that's what it's I think called. You can just, half speed. Yeah. I think you can just click a button and listen to it at a slower speed or yes. a faster yeah. speed. If you're and, trying and to you listen to an hour it. show in 45 minutes, you can speed it up if you've got the extra time. It's the little button that when it's normal, it'll say like 1x. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, like 0.5x is. is the slower speed. And then you can go up to one and a half, two times. I think it goes all the way up to three times speed. And that's really fast. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. That's too fast. It would be too maybe, fast for me to listen to. Well, maybe the way that I speak, you could probably still listen to me on two or three. And it that's, would be okay. That's a safe guess. <laughs> hey, but all of us, we're all in the same boat on that one. So. Yeah. So, um, so if you do that... With the next few episodes or any episode, send it to us. Record it. Put it. Yeah, find a funny part. Put it in the comments of our social media or email it to us at truecrimeoneasystreet at gmail.com. That's a great pastime, guys. I love it so much. And Katie, we were just talking about the fact that how many listens do we have? We are almost to 10,000. Yes, we are like at 9,800-something. Scott, do you have the exact number? Uh, 9,852 is what you told me just a few minutes ago. So, hey, everybody get off your ass and go back and listen to some of the episodes you haven't because if we can figure out a way to determine who the person is who is our 10,000th listener, 
We will never be able to do that. Yeah, free does, t-shirt. It doesn't give you that kind of data. It, if we could figure that out, definitely you would get a free t-shirt. Right. But we don't know how to figure that out. I don't think the algorithm could figure that well, out. Well, we've got 148 listeners to figure it out. <laughs> so sometime that. next week, if uh, I think Katie mentioned earlier that we get about 150 listens a week right now. So uh, if that were unique. to happen... But that's that's unique listeners sometimes. But recently, yeah, so it's unique devices. I unique think is how devices. Is. Okay. But we've had what one sixty two recently. Yeah. Let's see. That would get us really close to ten thousand this time next week. Mm-hmm. The numbers that, change every day, but what we're talking about are total plays. Correct. Oh, and uh, speaking of numbers, the website's really taking off, especially on days after we mentioned that. If you want to find out more about us and our mm-hmm. goofiness. Mm-hmm. You should go to truecrimeoneasystreet.com. Did I read some quotes that you put on uh-huh. something? Are, yeah, are not, you guys mad about those? I do not remember saying, did I say that? Well, you drink a lot when we're recording, as that do I. A- I don't remember anybody <laughs> saying anything, but I wrote those anyway. I'm pretty sure that Katie at some point has said to me personally, mediocrity is not a crime, Scott, you're free to go. <laughs> Because that is her quote. And then yours is, um, you don't have to be crazy to listen to this. We will train you. I mean, it's true. I just, I don't know if, I don't know if you could. And then I think mine was, um, hey, what if inmates took their own photographs? They would be called selfie. C-E-L-L-F-I. And you did give up the stand-up comedy or no? (laughs) Yes, I did. (laughs) Not officially. I have not officially, much like Tom Brady, I have not officially retired, but uh, the rumor is around town at this point for me. So yeah. So Much find like us Tom on Brady. find us on Facebook, find us on Instagram, check out our new website, true crime on easy street.com. Yep. And if you're looking for that special someone, a special gift, come to the live show on Wednesday, February the second on Groundhog's Day. Today as you're listening at home. Mm-hmm. Well, come to the live show February the second and purchase mm-hmm. A T-shirt for that special someone. Valentine's Day is swiftly approaching. Well, and just in case you didn't listen to this episode until Thursday or Friday, the next time we will be in Easy Street Restaurant Bar and Performance Hall Live will be February the 16th. And you will be two days late. Oh, that's too late, yeah. For Valentine's Day, but hey. You blew it at that point. Better, Better late, late than, than never. never. That's when yeah. we'll be, yeah, right. That's Better when we will never. be there again. So get the t-shirt then, and then you you need to get two dozen roses instead of a dozen if you're on February yeah. 16th buying things. But that's okay. Your loved one will take you back, and they'll be so excited that you will got they? them. Will they? They will. You know if what? you get them a True Crime on Easy Street well, t-shirt. I, I yep. stand before you as evidence that that is not always the case. I am 51 <laughs> and single, Kelly and Katie, so whatever. <laughs> We'll see about that. Not that I'm complaining. Okay. Nobody cares what time I get home today except my dogs, and I'm fine with that. Well, all right. It kind of feels like you're trying to convince yourself and not Doesn't it? Yeah, it does, doesn't it? All right. But we'll talk about that later. Moving along. Um, So thank you all so much for visiting us on social media, visiting our website, checking us out, sending us emails, giving us case uh, suggestions. We take all of that in. We put it on our ever-growing list. We will get to it. I promise you that. Oh, and before we move along, let me just mention that I was at Dex and Docks earlier today, another local restaurant here in town. And I would have been at Easy Street Restaurant Bar and Performance Hall, except it is closed on Sundays. They take a rest on Sunday. Anyway, uh, so I was telling a couple of the waitresses there about why I was there at 
the late hour on a Sunday afternoon because I was killing time until we came over to record the show. Both of them listen to the show. They're very excited about knowing what we do next. And I mentioned to one of them that in addition to the normal thing that we do here on this show, which is to focus on cases that take place in Northeast Alabama, Northwest Georgia, Southern Tennessee, a case in Tennessee yet? Anyway, I digress. I think our shtick is the state of Alabama, but Correct. continue. So, but in addition to that, we are going to do cases that are known nationwide. Yes. That have been around for years. And I mentioned that at some point in the future, and I know that Katie hates it when I do this, so I'm going to make one exception and then never do it again. But at some point in the near future, we are going to do the, we're going to tackle the Zodiac. So case. what you are telling me is you got drunk at the bar today yes. and you spilled the beans. Bingo. Okay. But when I did, but when I did, everybody (laughs) gathered around me, three of them, Mm -hmm. and said, when are y'all going to do Zodiac? Everybody. All three. (laughs) Well, they they didn't have anything else to do at the moment. Uh, They had taken care of their tables and... uh, And and I love Dex and Docs. I love going there. And I especially love going there when it's... And they're not a sponsor, by the way. But I love going there when the weather's nice and I can sit outside. So, um, I I slow down my (laughs) ventures there during the winter months. Um, Yeah, well, I'm making it for that. You are, yeah. yeah. I'm making sure the light bill gets paid. Yeah. But uh, but our actual sponsor is, of course, Easy Street Restaurant Bar and Performance Hall. Mm -hmm. We're thankful for our sponsors. Yeah, but I just... I wanted to say that uh, I think it's going to be really cool that we're going to branch out and do on occasion we're still going to focus on alabama i am very glad that people are excited about that i get excited about cases like that we are scott is going to do that one justice trust me he's already started preparing it's going to be a fantastic show what i have realized is that all three of us are going to participate in that because there is so many moving parts a lot it's really going to be fun to do. We may it have is. to have a rehearsal before we do it, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. And uh, Jamie Talent, I don't know if it's going to be a, a two-parter or not, but if it is, mm. I'll go ahead and apologize. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry in advance, Jamie. I've already got and, a... And uh, I just want to be clear. Jamie, he chart. does not complain about those. He enjoys the show and wants to get to the conclusion. So we're not giving Jamie a hard time. We're we're thank you, Jamie, for aren't listening. We, aren't thank, we a little? We're not. Okay. And thank you for the feedback. So I guess but it, just like to give him a heads up yeah. so he knows what he's going into. Go ahead and email Kelly and tell her what size t shirt you wear. It looks like that's gonna be the bribe that keeps you from <laughs> bad mouthing us on social media going forward. So let us know and we'll get you one. I'm guessing a large or an extra large, but we'll get it to him. <laughs> yes, we will. All right. Thank you so much. I think that's all of the housekeeping that we have. Is there anything else that I need to mention? Or I don't think so. I mean, are we good to to just go ahead and dive right on in? Yeah, Katie's chomping at the bit over there. So let me give a 30-second recount, right. uh, a recap of what we did last week. So we're talking about, uh, we started in 19, actually in the 1970s, but we talked about a guy named Richard Marin Scrucci, who was from Selma, Alabama, he created a company after uh, getting involved in the healthcare uh, industry called Health South, and it was a huge corporation that uh, existed in Birmingham from 1984 until the name was changed at some point in the mid 2000s. The company still exists, different name now. Uh, Katie will explain all of that, but it was a huge corporation at one time. It was a Fortune 500 company. It was number 350 on the Fortune 500 list. Uh, a billion-dollar health-related company, uh, outpatient surgeries and uh, uh, rehab and uh, physical rehab and uh, respiratory th- rehab, all, all sorts are, of different 
Yeah, all of these things are great things. Um, if Fantastic. you've ever experienced, been able to do outpatient surgery or any kind of rehab or anything where you don't have to stay in the hospital, it's so nice and it's so convenient. And that's the thing. It was a unique business dynamic at the time because it was brand new because at the time what you did, you went to a uh, rehab hospital and you stayed there for weeks while you got your knee rehabbed or your ankle rehabbed. And these guys came along and said, let's send people home and free up all of these hospital beds and stop charging so much to Medicare uh, for room and board and the other things that are associated with just being in a hospital. Let's send these people home. Let them go home and watch television, sit in their chair. Uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, they come down and we rehab them for two hours and charge them appropriately for it. It was a great business model when it got started. At some point, the wagon went off the rails. And now I lean back in my chair and Katie explains the rest. Well, last week we did go into kind of the accusations that were going around about Health South and Scrooge in the mid to late 90s. And even that there were some lawsuits that popped up involving Medicare and things like that. And just a quick background on that. I know a lot of people get Medicare and Medicaid confused. And what we are talking about here is Medicare. And Medicare is the federal health insurance for people 65 or older some younger people with disabilities, and people with end-stage renal disease. So that is the people who qualify for Medicare who are uh, submitting this type of insurance that Health South would then get paid through. And like I said, in the 90s, Medicare changed its funding arrangement, so they're not paying out as much anymore, basically, in a nutshell. They were getting lots of, well... Fraudulent charges, really, and overcharge for things. And they were just, it's a government program. The government's always, you know, going to try to close its corners where it can. And There was you know, a lot the, of room for um, abuse. Yes. In and it was being abused. That's what I'm saying. That they're going to close those corners after, you know, people have come in there and just abused it. Mm-hmm. You know, it always messes it up for everybody else because some people can't. Do the right thing. Some asshole from Selma figures out a way to cook the books, and we end up having to re-kajigger the whole thing. Well, on February 6, 2003, the FBI begins a criminal investigation into the trading of shares of the Health South Corporation and other possible securities violations. So like we stated last week, Health South is their numbers that they are promoting are inflated. It's not the actual amount that they are earning, which is messing with their shareholders, and they're selling stock that it's not worth what it's worth. They're selling stock that's not worth what they say that it's worth, because eventually when you become a publicly traded company, as we mentioned last week, the most important thing becomes suddenly next, the next quarter's projection. Mm -hmm. And you've got to meet those numbers, or your stock's going to fall, and then you're not as rich as you were anymore, and that's where this snowball starts to roll down the hill. So in March 2003, the SEC files suit against Health South and Richard Scrooge. And Scrooge becomes the first CEO to be tried under the Sarbanes Oxley Act, which I think Scott talked about last yeah, week. Yeah, basically, as well. the, the Sarbanes Oxley Act was passed in uh, response to the uh, Enron and WorldCom collapses. And what it did was basically, uh, in one sentence, it said, whatever numbers that your financial officers turn into the SEC as your projections for the next quarter uh the ceo of the company has to sign that document at the bottom and he becomes personally responsible for the accuracy of those numbers and richard scrushy was the first person to ever be prosecuted 
under the Sarbanes-Oxley Act, which was passed in 02. And we talked last week about how he liked to say, I'm the CEO. Yeah. Not the CEO. He told Mike Wallace that on 60 Minutes, and uh, Mike Wallace didn't press him on it, at least that made the broadcast. But uh, I, I, I always wonder why Mike didn't say, you've heard of the Sarbanes-Oxley Act, right? He You're was- the CEO. That means yeah. it's your ass in a sling. <laughs> but Mike didn't say that. Mm-hmm. But that's... Well, Mark what may that not means. have been versed in, you know, brand new. Well, then he's a mediocre journalist too, then isn't he? Well, and so I'm he not may alone. Have just been, he may have just been letting Scrooge just make Hang his own bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. That's, that's probably closer to accurate. Yeah, probably so. So, while the SEC is filing suit, they attempt to free Scrooge's assets, and this is the first moment where you know shit really starts to hit the fan. They're like, I mean, they're. You know, they're not letting me spend any of my money. I haven't been convicted of anything, and my assets are being frozen, and they're, you know, trying to say that, you know, basically guilty before proven. I mean, yeah. I have a really tacky house to keep up, guys. Yes, he I had mean, a lot to keep up. I have up. a tacky house and yeah. a tacky boat. The, La, the Lake Martin <laughs> La Quinta. Uh, I have verified that it was. Is that uh, what it was? Known uh, in social circles down in Lake Martin. Yeah, this, and as La Katie and I spoke. Ah, that. Okay. The La Quinta, the so Lake Martin like La Quinta. Mo- it looks like a motel. It looks like it's a motel. So long, like it just. Yeah. Well, he can't keep that up, and he can't keep that tacky boat up because they've frozen his assets. Yes. So he is indicted on November fourth, two thousand three. Like I think I mentioned last week, there were previous filings against Scrooge and Health South where they had falsified at least two point seven billion dollars worth of profit, and Health South had already paid out. So this is not his first run-in with the law. So on November 4th, 2003, he is indicted. And the indictment claims that between 1996 and the end of 2002, Scrooge received some $267 million in compensation from the company he and four other investors founded in 1984. The compensation includes more than $53 million in bonuses and stock options valued at more than $206 million when he exercised them. Yeah. So just insane amount of money. I mean, I get it. If you create a company and you build something from nothing, I don't, I don't begrudge you for building a, a shitty gaudy house and having too many boats. No, do what you want with your money. Yeah. It's your money. You earned it, but don't lie, cheat and steal to get it. And that was the reason why he was indicted. Somebody thinks thought that that was what he had done to, to earn that money. Well, during the investigation of Health South, the government managed to get 15 guilty pleas from former Health South, Health South executives, including all five of those CFOs we talked about. Their, part of their deals where they, their plea deals included that they were going to testify against Richard Scrushy mm-hmm. because he had his own separate trial. Scrushy's initial charges included 85 counts. But ultimately, he was only indicted with just 36. He was accused of using intimidation, threats, and cash payments to get top Health South execs to commit fraud. And in Health South, those top execs, they called the family. Like they had, like we've mentioned, they had their own kind of code language that they used at Health South. And the family was yeah. the one. They talked the about note. the holes in the books that they needed to use dirt to fill, was one famous. Uh, Yes. bit of parlance that they used. So, multiple chief executives, like I said, testified against Scrooge. The prosecutors at the end of the day were unable to produce any material evidence that 
said that he had been involved with the fraudulent accounting. Again, I direct you to the language of the Sarbanes-Oxley Act, where it doesn't matter if he knew about it or not. He is the CEO. He signed the fucking document. It's his ass well, I mean, you, you well, wear the big, the big girl panties, mm-hmm. you're going to have to... I mean, that yeah. was the whole purpose of that law being written in 2002. But, but they couldn't... But Katie has more story to tell. Well, they couldn't fulfill their burden of proof on that. That was oh, the that was They the couldn't prove that he... Holy cow. That he signed the damn document. <laughs> that is what... I know. That is what the jury ultimately decided. Because... Okay. Richard Scrooge had a defense that consisted of multiple attorneys, as any big case like this would. But his, I am I am shocked by that. Yeah, <laughs> his, he could afford it. He had a dream he team. Could, didn't he, he could afford it. His two main attorneys were named Donald Watkins and Jim Parkman. Donald Watkins is a black man. Jim Parkman is a white man. That's relevant to the story here in a second. Uh, they helped label him as a victim, as along with the other shareholders. Can I just ask, what is he a victim of? They said that um, he was simply relying on other people to guide him where the finances were concerned. They were quoted saying he was just a lowly respiratory therapist who made his way to the top. He didn't know the he he didn't know the accounting side of it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? Kudos That's, to them. That's mm-hmm. a good defense. Uh, let's make these uh, these accountants, these stuffy accountants, look bad. That's that's that was the defense. I mean, that's that it. was their angle of attack. Well, I don't know of another one they could have used. They tried to deflect a lot of it onto another top executive's name, who was Bill Owens. Uh, they stated that it was widely known that he wanted Scrooge's job. That he believed that he was the smartest man in the room. He would go around telling people that verbatim in multiple Health South meetings. He told everybody, "I'm the smartest one here." When t- when questioned on the stand whether he said things like that all the time, he Yeah, I did. So he owned it. Mm -hmm. Uh, The defense accused him of, I mean, they they basically verbatim accused him of committing the fraud. They said, well, if you're so smart, then you're smart enough to commit this fraud, aren't you? And you're probably also smart enough to hide it from Richard Scrushy himself. Yikes, what happened with that? Well, he testified against Scrushy. All of them testified against Scrushy, you know, stating that, you know, the prosecution said that the investors trusted the reported numbers. You know, prosecution brought up, you know, the company just tried to grow too fast. It's clear to see. But the defense's also main objection was to win the trial of public opinion. Mm-hmm. So they're, they want the public to believe that Scrooge was innocent. They wanted the public to hate Bill Owens. They did sketches of Bill Owens. They uh, did a big cartoon of him as a rat carrying a big cheese over his head. A big slice of Swiss cheese with a bunch of hole in it because Jim Parkman always said uh, it was our job to convince the jury that the government's case was a big block of cheese full of holes. So, so all we had to do is point out the holes in Being the held case. by Bill Owens. So did the jury yeah. see this drawing of him? Yes. Oh, yeah. In Wait the a minute. closing how arguments. Are they, how are they allowed? How is this allowed in a courtroom? Closing arguments. To take a witness and to draw them as a rat. Well, they didn't specifically label this drawing. Yeah, they didn't personify him. But you knew who it was when you saw it because Bill Owens kind of has these rat teeth. I am so shocked that was allowed in the courtroom. Uh, you, I think you get a lot of uh, uh, a lot of latitude in your closing arguments as long as it's... Uh, and Katie, stop me here even, when I get this wrong. It well, it was... Ne- nobody ever said... Jim Parkman did not get up and say, hey, guys, Bill... This is Bill Owens. Owens is a rat. He's the guy who... 
bailed out on this company. He was worried about himself and no one else to the extent that he ran this company into the ground and Richard Scrooge never knew about it. All Jim Parkman had to say was, after Owens had been on the stand and performed horribly, right, Katie? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, well. in his closing argument, all Parkman had to do was unveil this drawing of a cartoon rat and, guy, and say, guys, you know what rats do? Rats jump ship right before it sinks. Oh, my and, God. And we the all know who people, the rat here is. That's all he had to say. The first people off the sinking ship are the rats. That's all he had to say. Wow. And he said in the documentary that Katie and I watched on Netflix, uh, the jury suddenly started to laugh and giggle, and they knew exactly without him ever saying anything specifically. They knew who it was. Who they were talking they knew, about. They knew who it was. That's it. So Scrooge is trying to convince this jury that he's the big man, like I said, with the big girl panties. Yeah. And he doesn't know that any of this is going on because he blindly trusts his CFO. Correct. Yes. And then who, this other guy that comes into play is the one doing all this behind the scenes, trying to take his job, and he's just a poor, helpless victim from who, Selma, who Alabama. Who believes his buddy and, and signs off on whatever numbers they and put in front of him because why wouldn't it. he trust him? Yeah. Oh, wow. And while this trial <laughs> yeah. is going on, he is making the media circuit. Like we've mentioned, he does the 60-minute special. He bought and began hosting a Christian TV show with his wife called Viewpoint. Oh, yeah. You don't know this? You just jerked like you didn't know this. I have never heard you never, of You don't remember watching Viewpoint in the early 2000s on no. one of the Birmingham local access cable channels? No. You watched Viewpoint? <laughs> no, but I knew that it was there. Oh. No, hell no. I didn't watch it because I in thought he early, was a crook then. In the early 2000s, I was in graduate school, so I wasn't watching much of anything. Gotcha. But yes, and but they, I wouldn't they, have watched that if I'd have been bored. I was I'm already just gonna go ahead and say in the early two thousands, I was already phoning it in at my current job. So they were a Christian, a Christian talk show, a Christian TV show, yes, Christian TV show, and yeah, talk what, show. Basically, they would bring on guests and they would let them speak without fear of persecution. Yeah, that's <sighs> yeah. In the early two thousands, I was in elementary school, so I for sure did not watch Viewpoint. I'm yeah. so confused as to how, how is this Christian? You just let people come in and talk no, about he, whatever. He is professing at this point to be somewhat of a preacher. He is going around preaching sermons with his wife. And so they, this whole TV show is led by, from a Christian viewpoint. What happened is that attorney that Katie mentioned just a minute ago, uh, Donald Watkins. Donald Watkins Sr. was the, and she said that it would be pertinent that one was black and one was white. So Donald Watkins Sr. was the black attorney that Richard Scrushy hired. And the first bit of PR advice that Watkins gave Scrushy is, look, you're going to be tried in Jefferson County, Alabama, a county that is predominantly black. You need to reach out to the black community. He said, because the white community in this county hates you. Yeah, you've lost them. They're done. But there's a good chance that there are going to be a lot of black people on this jury. And I, Katie, I don't remember the makeup of the jury. Do you? There uh, is predominantly black. I thought it was. Uh, but anyway, so what Donald Watkins says is, look, you need to go out and introduce yourself to the black community because they are going to be a, specific, a, a significant part of the jury in this case, most likely. And so that is the reason for Viewpoint. That is the reason why he joined, Richard Scrushy and his wife joined a black church. He joined the Guiding Light Church in Birmingham okay. right. and started doling out 
hundreds of thousands of dollars to these black churches in the Jefferson County community to, to put new roofs on their churches or to, to mean, replace carpets and things. furniture. Sure, there's nothing wrong with it unless you're a nefarious asshole who's trying to bribe the community into convincing you not to convict him of this horrible crime that he's accused of. Just, wow. I mean, I can't... I can't. And I I don't want to give away the game, but I'm glad uh, I'm glad that there were some churches in the area who are doing good things that were able to get money that they needed to continue their some ministry. Some good came of it, sure. Uh, because, you know, I'm sure that these churches were very noble in their causes and they needed help and they got that and I'm very gr- grateful that they were able to do that. I just hate well, the way that this this is wow, and I'm curious to know what Katie thinks about this. I, the most stinging thing to me about the Netflix documentary is every time that they interview uh, Watkins, he's just got this shit eating grin on his face when he's explaining all of these things that he convinced Scrooge to do to reach out to the local community. You can see in his face that he knows it's horseshit, and he still can't believe that's fantastic that well, it had any opportunity to work. Well, you can see it in his face. He's like, I'm just making this guy dance. I'm going to tell you the craziest <laughs> shit you've ever heard, and you're not going to believe the outcome. That's the look on his face. And this guy actually did it. Yeah. I actually got this guy to do it. Yeah. Wow. Anyway. Well, Scrooge backs a citywide 40-day prayer movement. Like I said, he's you know going to the Guiding Light Church every week. He is actually doing a little preaching there. He leads some oh, yeah. services. Mm-hmm. and. Then we are up to closing arguments. Jim Parkman. Who is Jim Parkman? Is the white attorney, and he is up first. Okay, gotcha. During his closing statement, he sheds some tears. He cries during his... (laughs) He tells them, he tells the jury, that he's just a simple lawyer from Dothan, Alabama, and he wants to apologize firsthand if he did anything during his time at this trial, that would hurt Scrooge's case because he tried his best. And this is a big city Birmingham trial. And he really wants them to know he did his best. And if it wasn't good enough, he is very sorry. If he messed anything up, if he was too small town for this trial, he's sorry. Guys, I can't imagine the faces of the jury, but I I am so grateful that I was not on that jury because... Yeah, it would. I would be dismissed at this point. To cackle out loud would be. Uh, I would be a in stretch. trouble. I would yeah. be in trouble. It gets yeah. better. Be- oh god. Oh yeah. All right. Hold yeah. on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm just gonna give everybody one more wow. Let's just let's just get, get really on, get drunk. your wows out now. <laughs> everybody just get really drunk for this one. There's some more wows. Wow. Coming. Okay. There's some more wows coming. Donald Watkins gets to bring up the end of this closing argument. He gets up there. He walks his ass straight to the courtroom American flag that is. We're all swearing today. I love it. That is on the, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's like flags you see in court or flags you see in church. Maybe, that's on a pole and, you know, hanging there. He grabs it, wraps himself up in it like a blanket, and starts speaking of the protection of the flag. What about all of the people who lost so much money because of Richard Scrooge? Where was the flag? 
when they needed protection. Kelly, we're not talking about that. That's right not now. his job. That's the government's job. They're prosecuting okay, this case. It's Donald right. Watkins you're to right. get this he's, guy he's, he's, off. He's working the room. I he's see what you're on saying. Show, but he's doing his job. Yeah. Okay. He right. tells this jury about how wonderful this country is. It is about, a wonderful country. About how juries like them have paved the way. Court okay. cases like this one paved the way. The, there were people sat on juries just like them who made it to where black men and women, you know, had the same rights as white men Absolutely. and women. Absolutely. He's not said anything wrong. He says that juries like them have made it to where a man like him could go to law school at the University of Alabama and earn a law degree and stand before them. He is absolutely right. And then he tells his peppermint story. Okay, I can't wait. He says when he was a kid, his mom would take him, and I'm, I'm thinking his siblings, right, to the store or to town. In Montgomery. Yes. Montgomery. To town. And she would give them a peppermint. When they're walking around town doing their errands, doing their shopping, paying their bills, I'm assuming. And he said the peppermint wasn't a sweet treat or for our breath. It was because most of the time, the segregated water fountains that they were allowed to use were broken. And so it would take a long time or, or there wouldn't be any. There would just be white just water, no fountains. water fountains. Right. Yeah, or just white only water fountains. And so the peppermint would keep their mouth moist long enough to find a an appropriate water fountain that they could use. What does this have to do with Richard Scrooge, well, who is I, a white man? Because Watkins' argument was that it was a jury just like you that eventually said that that, that separate would equal is no longer equal and patriotism and the same, the same jurisprudence, the same... Uh, uh, direction are the same steps that jurisprudence takes to make sure that that wrong gets righted. That yeah, it's your job now to do. It's your to, turn to make sure that this wrong gets to righted. equate Richard Scrooge. I'm not telling you He's, that it's a sound I'm argument. Ju- I'm just saying to equate Richard Scrooge with children who had to eat a peppermint because it was a white only water fountain is ludicrous. I understand. Okay. All right. Just so we're all on the same page. You are preaching to the choir. That is terrible. Literally. And in the documentary that Scott and I watched, they, they, they interview the prosecutor in this, and they're like, so they're bringing up, you know, patriotism and uh, civil rights and, you know, just really moving testimony. And how, how, how do you beat that? <laughs> and the prosecutor looks in the camera and says, we didn't. Yeah. Uh, Alice Martin, who was the, uh, the uh, U.S. attorney for the Northern District of Alabama at the time, and may still be. I'm not exactly sure who that is today, but she was for a long time back in those, uh, in those years. She kind of giggled and said, we did. Because on June 28, 2005, Richard Scrooge is acquitted. Good gracious. Of all, of all 36 or 34 or whatever counts remained against mm-hmm. him at the time, walked away a free man. And they interviewed his preacher from the Guiding Light Church. And he said, you know, I talked to him after the acquittal. And I was like, the preacher told him, you, you were acquitted because God had shown him, God's shown you grace and God's over you during this portion of your life. And you need to dedicate your life to him because of this. And he has, he has guided you through. 
And then he said, I, I didn't really see him at church much after this. That was going to be my next question. How many times did he attend the Guiding Light Church? I don't know if he did at all. He, yeah. The preacher, the, his quote was, I didn't see him much after that, but I don't know if he saw him at yeah. all. Yeah. So, uh, and, and the thing about uh, Jim Parkman is... Is this the ending of this? No. Not yet. No, okay. no, 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 no. Okay. But let me just quickly tell the story that I thought was the funniest or the most uh, appropriate part of the story about Jim Parkman. And, and Katie, I want to know what you think. Because Donald Watkins, in the documentary again, he, they were trying to figure out who the legal team was going to be. And Scrooge hired uh, Watkins first, the, the, the Birmingham-based attorney, or the Alabama-based attorney. Well, and, the Birmingham-based attorney. Was he Birmingham? They're, they're both Alabama. And so it was Watkins who came up with this strategy that we just laid mm-hmm. out for you, that, mm-hmm. that Katie mostly just and laid it, out. And it proved to be a brilliant strategy. It did. Brilliant. But but what they did was they reached out to the big attorneys in New York and Washington, D.C., and they realized pretty quickly that it wasn't really the right mix for this Alabama jury because what Watkins says, I thought brilliantly in the documentary was, look, if you're going to come in here and talk to an Alabama jury, you got to know your Alabama football, you got to know your Auburn football, you got to know, you got to talk with a Southern accent, you got to go to church on Sunday, you've got to communicate to these people exactly. or you're out the door to start with. And so the first thing that Parkman says is when he gets up and introduces himself the first day, he says, my name's Jim Parkman, I'm just some nobody attorney, I'm from Dothan, Alabama, and if you don't know where Dothan is, when you guys leave to go to the beach, it's where you stop to put gas in your car on the way down to Gulf Shores. How about that? And the place broke out into laughter. Everybody and he, can and relate. Parkman said right then, I knew I had him. Well, that's mm-hmm. like Shane will tell you. I mean, if you if you want to win a case in Cherokee County, Alabama, you, you probably want to find yourself a Cherokee County, Alabama lawyer. Yeah. yeah. Because, or, you know, in this in Somebody this who can speak the local lingo. In this lo- yeah, a local attorney. Don't, and, don't come from Birmingham up to here and yeah. think that you're going to run over everyone here. Oh, because no. Shane has got a roll tied in that courtroom before. Yeah. From the entire courtroom, he's turned around and said, can I get a roll tied? And he got a roll tied. I'm not surprised. That's, that's what Parkman did in Birmingham in the Hugo Black Courthouse in, in the federal courthouse in Birmingham. That's what you Jim got, Parkman did. But there is a, there's some showmanship that you have to do. And, and being We a mentioned local, the rat with the cheese. Being well, a local person yeah. is, I mean, you got to, it's showmanship. I, uh, you guys have that made strategy. me very sad. Uh, I am unhappy. Well, I'm sorry this, you drove all the way over here for that. With this verdict. So what? what is next? What is next? Well, four months later. All right. October 26, 2005. Richard Scrooge is indicted. After he had been acquitted by the federal grand jury on those 30 counts, he is indicted in a court in Montgomery on a criminal trial. Wait a minute. What? He is yeah. indicted by another federal grand jury on charges of bribery, mail fraud, money laundering, racketeering, and obstruction of justice. When did all this happen? Well, was this before or after he was preaching? If this term, if it, this name will bring to light when this happened, he was indicted alongside former Governor Don Siegelman. Okay, that yeah. does give me a timeline. So the, he was actually indicted before this federal case about his uh, selling off all of the health South stock options and all the other uh, accounting fraud that came to light. He was actually indicted before that, but they didn't unseal the indictment until after this case began. Is that right, Katie? Well, the, the investig the, yeah, the, it was, the charges were filed um, a month before his previous trial had ended, yeah. but then they weren't, he wasn't actually indicted until. Okay. 
They filed the charges. Mm-hmm. That's because it. Scrooge's attorneys accused prosecutors of filing charges as retaliation for his acquittal, but these new charges were filed a month before his previous trial had ended. And then the so, actual formal indictment. It was another ongoing months. investigation into fraud conducted by Richard Scrooge and others. So do you think that they got a month out and said, we're going to lose this? We got to do something. Or do you think they were just continually They're, doing their job? Yeah, and, it's separate charges. Okay. All right. So it was totally separate. It was not a strategy or anything. Because the claims in this one. Right. It had nothing to do with theft at HealthSouth. Right. Gotcha. Okay. The claims in this trial are that Scrooge agreed to pay the governor at the time, Don Siegelman, $500,000 to pay down his debt, which he accrued during a failed attempt to bring the lottery to Alabama. I remember when he was wanting to do the lottery, and I remember all of it, yeah. And he was going to pay that debt in exchange for a seat on the Certificate of Need Review Board. And that is a board that serves the state by reviewing hospitals and approving their construction. So we're going to put Scrooge on that. Well, Scrooge had already, Scrooge had been on that board for years and had just recently gotten off of it. Okay, so he's, okay, I'm with you now. I'm sorry. And you know, but. Why would he want to be on that board? That's what. That's where your mind. What? Why? Why is that board so important to yes. him? And it's, you know, it has to be because of. It has to be because he's trying to build rehab hospitals in the state of Alabama because they've branched out into that now. So mm-hmm. they're not just doing the outpatient rehab anymore. They're building when they get the chance when it's when the community needs it. They will build an, an entire rehab hospital. So this so board there, is appointed by the governor. Is that yes, what you're telling me? It's yes. A, it's a yes. And so. I definitely see the conflict of interest in Scrooge being on that board. Bingo. Well, Scrooge had been on that board for years before and had, had donated to previous gubernatorial campaigns. And there was, it was never illegal before. But suddenly, in this instance... It's not illegal if he's not doing anything nefarious with the funds that they're giving these hospitals. You know, sure, you know, reviewing need for communities and everything is fine and he has knowledge you know to probably know what communities yeah. would need but when he's only doing it to benefit his own company to, that he's yes. cooking the books on that's when it becomes conflict of interest yes. right mm-hmm. i mean that's 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 the government's argument mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes yeah, I, I definitely see it and so he on this new case hires new attorneys he donald watkins had moved on he's I think he might have left and moved to Florida. Yeah, he cashed in. the. He says in the documentary, the day after this case was over, I moved to Miami. Yes. Um, who does? Donald Watkins. Donald Watkins. The, the black hey. attorney who was part of the Scrooge like, defense I'm team. I'm out, guys. See you at the beach. I'm taking my $2 million. I'll see you guys in I South Beach. I have performed. I have put on a show. Mm-hmm. I have worked magic. Peace out. I am going on vacation. Later. How about it? So Scrooge calls up Jim Parkman's like, well, Jim, you know, you want the case. And Jim's like, let me think about it. <laughs> he calls. Yeah. I don't know why that's so funny, but it is. He call, Jim calls Donald Watkins and is like, hey, what do you think I should do? And Donald's like, don't do it. <laughs> don't. Without going into too many specifics, he says, don't do it. And I think, the, uh, to, at least to me, that the, the implication was you got away with it one time. You got one rat. He's off like, of this sinking ship, don't like, try to do it again. In the background, you hear the ocean waves and like his <laughs> his ice clinking in his drink. Yeah. And he's uh, like, sir, don't can do I get it. you another Mai Tai? Oh, yeah, I'll have one more. <laughs> don't do it. Well, he says that he told him, you don't have anywhere to go but down from here. He's right. Yeah, you're yeah. one and oh. 
go out on a high note, you know, only way but down from here. So Parkman thinks it over and he decides, well, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to get paid. So he quotes Scrooge. Parkman's exact words, because he's interviewed in this documentary too. Mm-hmm. He said, I quoted him a fee that's probably a little high. Probably a little high. I'm and that it was statement astro- was probably an understatement. Yeah, I'm <laughs> assuming it was astronomical. Yeah. Because Scrooge tells him, I'm not paying you that. All righty. He's telling, he looks the man in the face who was half of his team that just got him acquitted. And who says, mustered up some tears during, uh, I mean, the Emmy Academy Award goes too. Yeah. Yes. He says, I'm not paying you that. He tells him, uh, I've seen how you handled the previous case. I'm going to go hire me some other attorneys and I'm going to instruct them on how to handle this case based on how y'all did last time. Yeah, I got oh, your playbook I'm, now. I got I'm, this. I'm smart enough now. I know how to do it. Yeah. See you. Bye. Yeah, I'm the second smartest guy in the room. I got this. Wow, there's another one for everybody. Yeah. So, of course, you know, Scrooge's pleading not guilty to all of this. But at the end of the day, he is convicted of bribery, conspiracy, and mail fraud after a six-week trial. Maybe he should have came off his wallet and hired the, yeah, right? the other guy. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that $10 million that you didn't want to pay, or whatever the number was, I'm making up a number, <laughs> yeah. that you didn't want to pay Parkman, might have been better have. spent. Yeah. Uh, All right. So he's found guilty. Finally, yeah. he's guilty. Now, what happens? Well, while awaiting sentencing, uh, March 29th, 2007, he and his family, I guess they just, uh, they, they take a little trip to Walt Disney World. Okay. In Orlando, Florida. And right. his parole officer files a report that Scrooge has violated the conditions of his bond. Oh, my gosh. So, he's not supposed to be at Disney World. No, he can be at Disney World. He's he done all be. the appropriate paperwork to get himself okay. to Orlando, Florida. All right. So, he can be there with Mickey. He has traveled and from Orlando, yes. Florida to Palm Beach, boarded a yacht, and sailed to Miami. What? That he can't do. What? what? According to the... Why is he... Why? Because he's Richard Scrooge and did he fuck leave? everybody. I can do what I mm-hmm. want. Why? He wasn't having a good time at Disney World? I'm thinking he left the family vacation. He had a he had a home to go to maybe a business meeting or he had so a home he, in Palm he Beach. gets on yeah. a yacht and he goes to Miami. Is yes. he trying to look up the other lawyer? <laughs> maybe maybe he's trying to find Watkins <laughs> at that point. Why Miami? No idea. Huh. Okay, but his parole officer says he should probably be placed under house arrest and have to wear an ankle monitor. I would think so. Yeah, it's time for that. So the judge rules that he has to wear a GPS monitor and he can't travel outside of Alabama. So. He confines him to the state of Alabama. So you can't even go see Mickey anymore. Take that, mm-hmm. Richard yeah. Scrooge. Yeah, Mickey's so this... overrated anyway. <gasps> now, don't hate on Disney World. I don't hate him. I just, I prefer what? Bugs Bunny. And he doesn't have his own. I love, the, I love them both, but how dare you? How right. dare you, sir? I worked at Disney World. I can say what I want I was about, about to say, <laughs> di- I was just about to say, did you not work at Disney I World? I did, and that's why I get to say that. You were a cast member. I was. I was a skipper on the Jungle Cruise. I bet you did a fantastic job. Well, fucking of course I did. (laughs) Well, this happens the end of March, and by June 28th, 2007, he is sentenced to 82 months, which is like six months, or six years and 10 months, in federal prison, three years of probation, $267,000 in restitution, $150,000 just fine, and 500 hours of community service. What did he have to do for community service? He's probably, I mean, well, 
maybe not now, but that would have been after he got out. He would have had to fulfill the community service. And I didn't find any guidelines on what that entailed. Oh, okay. Of course, he files multiple appeals because that's what people do when they're convicted of something. But in March of 2009, almost two years later, judge upheld all charges against him and it goes all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court and they reject his appeal. They're like, we're not even hearing this. (laughs) While he's in prison, they sell all his shit. They have auctions at his house, sell his cars, sell his art, sell his clothes. I don't know. Sell sell everything. He's got got a lot of uh, bills to pay. I found the YouTube video of his $4 million La Quinta on Lake Martin being sold on the courthouse steps. Uh, It got like Four and a half million dollars. It was very brief. Uh, it took thirty seconds. Uh, four, four and a half million, seven and a half million, something. But well, when there you is sell YouTube something video all, up on the courthouse steps, it, I mean, it it goes quick. Like we've, um, yeah, we sometimes people hire us to do that here, and you don't. If it's not, sometimes people don't show up for those things. But something like that, people would show up. But a lot of right. times, we'll get hired to go stand on the courthouse steps and. Uh, you have to read a script, and if so, no yeah. one, if no one's there to bid, you don't have to do anything. You, but it, you have to stand on those steps and read it. That's yeah, that's the whole thing. part of the way that that works. And so mm-hmm. I watch, and there's you can I, I think you can watch every single uh, episode of Viewpoint on YouTube. No uh, one wants to do that. Nobody wants no. to, but if you're just don't. nuts and you want let's to, you not, can. But you can see that. the, of course not. Uh, but you can see the uh, the the homes, the, auction. the auctions, the the property mm-hmm. being sold, and. And while everything's being sold while he's in prison, there is also a civil trial going on. So on May 7th, 2009, they take him out of prison to, and he's in prison in Texas at the time, and they send him to Jefferson County Circuit Court, and there's a civil trial brought against him by the shareholders of Health South because, like we said, I mean, they've lost a lot of money Uh based on his crooked accounting. They trusted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This he is the CEO, the yep. chief executive officer. Mm-hmm. Of You're the company. face of the company. They yep. trusted you. And on June 18th, 2009, uh, Judge Horn of the Jefferson County Circuit Court rules that Scrooge was responsible for Health South's fraud. And they order him to pay $2.87 billion. Bill. With a B. Wow. Billion. So, yeah, they had to sell everything. And in the documentary, he's appalled that they would sell his he's like I, I didn't know that that was possible that they could just sell your things without your consent when you owe billions of dollars to people that you swindled they can sell your stuff and i can i'm curious to know what you guys think about this because and certainly i am not on the side of richard scrushy here but he is just so adamant in every single thing. that He's either, and again, if you guys remember last week, I said this, mm-hmm. Aaron Beam, who met him in 1980, said, this guy's either the best salesman I've ever met in my life or he's the best con man I've ever met in my life. I think it's both. I think it's a little bit of both because Richard Scrushy, every time he looks into the camera and he almost makes you believe that he does not to this day think he did a single thing wrong. Yep. It's, it's almost amazing how all in he is on I don't know why everybody's so mad oh, at me. He maintains his innocence to this day. Yeah. Because yeah. in June 25th, 2012, he's released from federal prison. He serves his time. Okay. And he returns to preaching with his wife, maintains his innocence, and he is a small business consultant in the Houston, Texas area. That's yeah, you can, uh, you can sign him up to come and speak to your corporate event if you go to uh, his 
website. I'm not going to mention it on the air, but you can go to his website and book him for a corporate event if you would like to learn how to, I don't know, I guess, steal every fucking thing your company has ever made. I, I don't know <laughs> if that's the name of the seminar. I'm guessing he's got it disguised as something else, and we may get documentation from his attorney uh, sometime next week uh, via uh, registered mail based on all the terrible things we've said about him here today, but uh, I stand by everything. I was about to say, I'm just just speaking from the sources. I'm not making anything up. Yeah. Except um, except how I felt about his house. I think it's hideous, but what can you say about that? I don't think he owns it anymore. Yeah. That is true. Some other person owns that piece of crap. Do you think he would come on the podcast? I don't know. You know what? I haven't called him and asked him. Maybe I should. (laughs) We don't don't have enough money. Oh, it would be pro bono. (laughs) Uh, That's... Yeah, there would be no compensation, Mr. Scrooge. Uh, but if you have... want to spend five minutes giving us the same bullshit story you gave Mike Wallace. Uh, what do you think he made for that Netflix documentary? Uh, cert- surely he didn't get paid anything. Wouldn't well, I guess be... there is an appearance fee. They probably have a standard appearance fee. Wouldn't that be public fee. knowledge? I mean, can you find that somewhere? I don't know. It's a private corporation, Netflix. So I don't oh. know if that's something that they would release. Or or if people just do it in the interest of public uh, of, of public knowledge. I don't know exactly how that works. But like, he wasn't, he didn't really get a whole lot of air yeah, time he wasn't to really, like, plead his case or anything. And I'd. I did reach out to Kyle Whitmeyer, who is the uh, writer who uh, is with the Alabama Media Group, AL.com, is the mm-hmm. local, you know, the statewide news organization. I reached out to him on Twitter a couple of weeks ago and asked him if he would be willing to, to speak to us, and I never heard back from him. So, uh, oh. That's I, I didn't imagine. Know, I, I didn't I know mean, Kyle was that busy, but he, I haven't heard from him be, in two weeks. So. He may be busy. Archibald was always, every time I've ever reached out to John Archibald, who is also a, a, a member of the a, Alabama Media Group, AL.com, He's always gotten back to me the same day. Kyle Whitmire, I never have any luck getting back to him on the few occasions that I've reached out. And this was another one of those. But he was very, he covered this case for uh, the Birmingham News mm. at the time. All of the things that I've read, I mean, he did a great job. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But just didn't hear back from him. So. Well, uh, so, Katie, what else? What else are we? We've, he's, he's in That's Texas it. now. and He's in Texas preaching. Wanna, and- if you want to book him. For your church or your business, find his sure. website. We're not telling you what it is. <laughs> I'm sure you can find it really easy. Yeah, it's not too hard. Yeah, and you can watch that Netflix series Trial by Media. It was, I mean, it was actually pretty. It was good. a really good one hour episode. Okay. It was episode four of that. Uh, All right, I'm going to check series. that out. Check then. it out. Now that we finished here, I'm going to check that yeah. that out. Uh, are we going to tell everybody what we're doing next week? No, Scott. No, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm going to ask that every week now just because I love to hear your overreactions to that question. I know. I know. Thank you guys so much. Scott, Katie, this was a a whirlwind. Yeah, it It was. It was a whirlwind. Mm -hmm. I am um, still. Next week. ah. Next week is you, right? What are you doing next week? (laughs) Wait, I tried it again, didn't I? You got to stick around. You got to come back next week. Come back and see us next week. Join us at our live show on February the 2nd on Groundhog Day. And, and we'll find out about what the Groundhog had to say. Oh, my gosh. I'm not excited about what the Groundhog Do you think winter is going to continue, I or think, do you think it's... I think Puxatani Phil is going to piss on our heads on Wednesday. Oh. Yeah, I, I don't I don't have a good feeling. Me either. Okay, well, that's okay. We'll deal with it, and then we'll get to summer, and we'll yeah. have a great summer. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's still going to be plenty warm in July here in Alabama, I'll guarantee you. Exactly, exactly. Thank you so much, guys. What a great case. Um, Good night, everybody.